0: Welcome to the Pain-Free Ability Podcast. We're covering how to start improving bad knees right now. I'm joined to my right by Derek Williams. To my left, Marcel Bettencourt, Fernando Lopez. The ATG knee system is built on the idea that if you can walk forward, you could take a step backward. And by training that ability, you could drag weight backward in the form of backward sled, and you could keep increasing this ability. And to my right, Derek Williams has probably done the most backward sledding of anyone in the world over the last 10 years, so let's get right into your exact protocols and tips. How long do you
1: do it for? How much weight do you do it for? Start to break down the backward sled. Uh, yeah, so from the protocol, I started just learning from you um, years ago, man. When I, when I came in there with like extreme knee pain, I had like serious knee tendinitis. And, um, and I, like I said uh, last week, man, I just thought that's something you deal with as an athlete and, and when you get up in age. And so uh, I started doing, you, you show me the sleds and I started doing the sleds and you were just like, there just do the, just do backward sleds, man. You was like, maybe do five trips a day and then get to those split squats. And then um, I started doing it and I found that it really, like every day I kind of get, kept getting stronger, kept getting like more mobile uh, and just started feeling better. And so I started doing it so often that that these protocols came to life, you know, so. Um, exactly. And so now uh what I do is I have different protocols, but but specifically for knee pain, I do mm-hmm. at least ten trips just backwards every and you've day. You've got that's about it's about thirty three, meters.
0: Yeah. yeah. So like three hundred meters or so. Yeah, yeah. Three okay.
1: football fields for Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, try and, doing that backwards. Yeah. And for me personally, man, I, uh, I like to put like a little, uh, weight, maybe like, uh, depending on, on the turf, but I put like a body with my body weight on the sled Dang. and really just kind of get going and just start just and not, Don't go too, too crazy. Um, uh, but just really get into it and start to feel that VMO. And, that, and that's the first time specifically, um, I was able to really feel my VMO get a pump from doing those sleds. Like I never even, Before I started this training, I never really knew exactly what the benefits of having a strong VMO and the importance of really strengthening and getting blood flow in that area to the protection of knees. And so once I started doing the backward sleds and once I started really feeling that uh, blood flow in that muscle, specifically the the vastus medialis oblique, that muscle that kind of protects your knees. Mm -hmm. and, And it's kind of like your athletic muscle. And if you don't have that strong, then you are prone. I don't care what age you are. You're prone to really having some serious knee pain. Yeah,
0: it's true. It's the muscle that's
1: closest to the knee. It contracts
0: first when the knee is under pressure. And if you look at the nature of going backward, well, we came up with all kinds of cool rules for it, but like the better you get backward, the more protected you get forward. So even if you didn't hear any word, if you didn't know any muscles name, I think anyone could understand the idea that if they were weaker backward, Mm. then if they were going forward, they would have less ability to slow themselves down, less ability to handle it. So for running, jumping, things like that, I believe almost all of us are underdeveloped backward. Now, to keep it flowing, the number one question then is, what do I do if I don't have a sled? And I don't think anyone has had to answer that question more than the guy to my left, Marcel Bencourt, <laughs> because he's been our primary online troubleshooter yeah. for the last five years. So he's getting the worst of the worst cases and those who are giving every reason they can't do what we do in the gym. So, Marcel, you're going to help give us some advice on the person who, goes, who just listened to that and goes, dang it. I want to start working backward. That makes sense. I want to be in that gym with Derek. I want to be in there doing that, but there is no place I can do that where I live. So, what advice do you have? Well, I mean, just for walking backwards in general,
2: um, I mean, Derek's doing it with weight. Very easily, you could just do it body weight. Uh, you know, I've had people that have knee pain just experiencing some kind of tension in their knee from doing some resistance in back- backwards walking. So just walking backwards, a lot of people also have hills in their, in their area, mm-hmm. you know, so walking down a hill slowly, decelerating the momentum that is generated oh,
0: yeah. by gravity. has also
2: been one that has helped
0: people. Up faster, down slower. Exactly. Andrew Huberman's doing the hill a lot. Exactly. He does sand even.
2: Yeah. So that's been a solution that we have recommended to people.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: for the really, really bad cases that just can't really handle even like their own body weight. Like I have people that tell me like just walking cause pain. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, uh, this one, I actually worked alongside with your mom to help figure this one out, but we
0: actually had people walk backwards in pools. Holy crap. So how ha- how's wow. that for a no weight? That makes a lot of sense before yeah. going down just instantly. Okay. Knee replacements right. in a walker okay right. just not going to be able to handle life and that's pushing, an interesting concept well yeah i mean also you have to push your body through
2: the water so it does provide some sort of resistance but it takes the gravity yeah. out of the equation and just like the muscle contraction and so, so we have a progression from underwater to basically <laughs> land to
0: sled.
3: on the hills one it's good we used to do it with the football players we trained oh yeah, yeah. They, would, they would sprint up and walk backwards yeah,
0: yeah um and then you know the gym owners may be upset but if you use your treadmill not turned on yeah we've had so many success stories off of that yeah um you've probably worked with a lot of people on that what do you use for that five minutes ten minutes
1: Uh, five to ten minutes yeah and then you know me me and you it's it's different there's different a lot of protocols yes a lot of protocols you can like stand straight up you really get down there deep depending on the athlete depending on your level of knee pain but i feel like anybody can get started and just kind of walk backwards another thing uh, that i do sometimes with my sons or some athletes on the beach is you use those bands and kind of hold those bands oh yeah so that's another one that uh that really works uh it's good you, yeah, really so get you good can burn. resist you can yeah. hold
0: the band around the waist of someone else and you can resist them going backward yeah. that yeah. would rely on the person doing the resisting having some pretty strong <laughs> knees um yeah. because you're having to decelerate so
3: i've even found that um just hooking up a band to to a stationary and just oh, almost, yeah. like in place, yeah, backwards walking, which I'm yeah. sure you guys have done. It's it can yeah. work too. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah.
0: deadmill can be a scorching burn. Oh, oh my god. It's brutal. We we you all saw. did the real sled. So we kind of got hooked on what it really feels like. And in terms of stuff that feels like the real sled, the way we do it, I'd have to say the dead is actually pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and really, if you're going really intense, like I really, I really yeah. feel like you're getting that. Doing doing it properly is another thing. Really getting that heel up and driving through that heel, and really getting that that flow. I don't know if you can show them, Drew, but like this, that flow, that yeah, that Drew, motion. Yeah, yeah you're it's, pushing uh, through toes. the toes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you start
0: working hard. So the, the whole idea is like, it's not that just walking magically does something. Well, that does something, but it's as you start working harder and getting yeah. more right. of a workout, and the pain starts going away. So now you're pushing harder. So now you're getting even stronger. So you start putting wins on top of wins on top of wins. Now that flows right into though we've known Fernando and I were training people in person almost a decade ago now. And we knew if we could get the knee to improve its pain-free ability through a full range of motion, Mm. that this created sort of magical effects for people who had not worked the knee through a full range of motion. So how do we start making that bridge? How do we go from, okay, the backward sled is reducing pain. But like in my case, I went for sure, uh, 10 years without ever being made to work through a full range of motion. Right. So, so what's the progression there from, okay, the backward is getting some pain out, but how do we start getting into a full range of motion?
3: Yeah, so the first thing, which Charles Poliquin was the originator of this one, was the Poliquin step. Well, that's how we first learned it. There's yep. Peterson, stuff, there's Patrick's step ups. There's a m- multitude of versions of this, but you basically start upping that gradient, right? You go to the next step, the next step. And if you notice, each next step is more close you're closing that joint more and more um and so until you get to a full range of motion split squat then actual squat you know atg squat all the while increasing your strength increasing that range of motion just like what we talked about in the last podcast it's like that that mobility right so of course like The foot and hip, if you have severe imbalances in your foot or weaknesses in your, uh, sorry, weaknesses in your foot or severe imbalances in your hip, you're going to have to address those, stretch those. So it's a program, right? You need to address. a Great
0: point. We're always training the whole body. We're trying to improve flexibility, hip mobility, ankle strength. Exactly. Like it's not like the tibialis is this direct knee thing. And, And that'll be one of the things we cover actually is, is the accessories that we don't want to live without. Right. So yes, we're doing a full program. But we're, what Fernando is describing is we're going from the backward sled to then we have this in-between category where, notice with the sled, the sled is never bearing down on you. You're moving the sled. So if it weighed 1,000 pounds, it just wouldn't budge. Mm-hmm. This is why it's so safe. My mom could do a 1,000-pound sled. It wouldn't budge. But if she tried a 1,000-pound step-up, it would crush her. Right. right. <laughs> it would crush me. It would crush all of yeah. us. Yeah, right. So if you think about what Fernando is describing, imagine going to a stairwell, and most people would start by holding onto the rail mm-hmm. and assisting yourself. So now you're lowering down and strengthening the knee back up. Right. And so that's sort of an in-between to then that full range of motion split squat, which then allows you to get into a full range of motion squat. Exactly. Um, Fernando studied with Charles in person even more than I did. We paid $1,000 a day to study with Charles. <laughs> some of the best money I've ever spent. Yeah, sure. Charles trained the most Olympic medalists in history. So extreme results. And he got a lot of knee results within that before we move on, um, from the full range of motion, are there any more gems you got in person? Because despite everything he's written, there were more gems we got in person by far.
3: I think one of the main things was just, it, it was that concept of that. And we've talked about this a lot. Is like when you reduce pain in an athlete, now we're talking a little bit more about athletes, right? But when you reduce that pain, it allows you to focus on other things, period. So whether this is an athlete who's playing basketball, who instead of having any attention on his knees or having to avoid certain moves, he can just play Mm -hmm. to his fullest ability. That itself makes him then jump higher, play better. Mm. It's it's funny because in science you say, well, it's not directly correlated, but it is because they're missing the fact of, they're not thinking about it. And then I think another thing is just, don't like you don't be afraid Mm. to to really like challenge yourself like you'd be shocked that i've seen us do some pretty heavy step ups and like talking about structural balance right like you'd be shocked that again we're talking about how much time do we focus on sprinting forward sprinting forward in sports but then why are we not really loading going backwards a lot of people will do like little rehab stuff but what about...
0: Right, but it stops there. Exactly. They don't keep going. Exactly. They don't keep it in balance it's Not in balance to the power quality. So structural balance is really yeah. like the main thing. That's amazing. Well, I'm going to channel that right over to Derek because when you say don't be afraid, uh, one of the things that Derek really helped us popularize was the idea of using floss bands to not be afraid. And all of us have done this. All of us have had results with it. I'll confess I haven't done it in over a year. I, I didn't once I use those in certain ways to help situations, I've tried to not rely on them. Sure. But as a coach, I've used them a ton. Oh, yeah. And Derek has used them an absolute ton as a coach. <laughs> floss bands. Yeah. So we're trying to make this jump from the sled to the full range of motion. How does the floss band help us get there?
1: Yeah, so that's another thing, man, that I got introduced to um, that was, it was like magical. They called them voodoo bands and, and for a reason, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost magical. People, people that use them, it's, I was, I was pretty like shocked how they can come in with knee pain and and put the floss bands on and be like, man, like I feel, I feel different. It's almost like so, it's just like voodoo. But um, but it's basically, um, uh, you use them by uh, putting one. I don't know if you may describe it or yeah, or what. Yeah, but drew, you put it on the screen. Yeah, on but YouTube you just and... put um, it's 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 a red and a black band you usually get, and you put a t- more top band, a black band on top of kind of like your knee joint. And then uh, the other one on the bottom, kind of like where the tendonitis is, like uh, yep. right under there. And then like really get it in real tight, like more, more blood flow restriction, kind of restricted in there. And then you get on a VMO board or squat board or slant board and really like really get that down there and, and produce like like you call it like synovial fluid and really get down there and really allow your body to get comfortable in those ranges with that floss band, with those floss bands and it's just a quick maybe three to five minute little protocol, to take the floss bands off. And it actually stimulates um blood flow and brings oxygen to that area and really uh, produces a real healing effect like mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. And so that's what I do with a lot of my athletes. A lot of like uh, NBA guys come in there, a lot of NFL guys that have really bad knee pain and and just big and like in and, and, and they're and off and
0: they're here now, they need results yeah. now, they need to start. With- Improving bad knees
1: right now. Exactly. They got a contract coming up. They got a tryout coming up. So, so doing that before you kind of get to your workouts, allow someone to really um, be oiled up, so to speak, before they start training. And and like, and like Fernando said, literally what it does. Yeah. It really oils you up. Yeah. Yeah, When,
0: when you don't use a joint fully, it doesn't tell your body that, oh, here's a joint I need to use fully. And when Mm. you do use a joint fully, it signals the production of that synovial fluid to go into the joint. And so you're, you're talking the literal oil of a joint. We have to use those joints. But what if it hurts to use the joint? Yeah. Boom. That's where the backward sled and the reverse step-ups and the ATG split squats and the flossing comes into play. Because if you go to a little kid, little kids can all do like a full knee bend like this, like it's nothing. And then us as athletes with bad knees, especially if you've had surgery, yeah. sometimes we can look at that and go, gosh, look at that. Well, you know what? The floss bend helps us feel a little bit more like that. And I don't think it's that you have to use it. But I think that if you're trying to improve bad knees right now, man, I think it's a heck of a tool to know. I truly believe that any coach out there could be a completely life-changing knee coach. I think anyone out there listening to this right now who helps other people could be at the very top of the game in terms of helping them. Because rather than avoiding full range of motion, we're helping people get there. And that that is part of it. And to go on with this, though, of, okay, we've covered a lot so far, but... You also haven't seen the messages that Marcel deals with. So we're back to Marcel on full range of motion. Right. So Marcel went all the way down to doing backward walking in the pool. Okay. So what are the lowest levels that someone could start trying to improve range of motion? So it really depends
2: on the exercise. But one thing that I've found that a lot of people benefit from are using some form of assistance. Mm. You know, this is just another way of taking weight off of the joint, but still because you're working through the range of motion that the body is moving into those positions. So with less stress, which causes less structural damage. So, you know, when it comes to a split squat, you could, uh, depending on where the athlete is feeling issues, whether it's in the hip flexor or at the knee, if it's at the hip flexor, if you elevate the front leg, you put some height onto the front leg, it reduces the amount of lengthening that the back leg does. And so it's less stressful. So then, That allows an athlete to accumulate volume in that range of motion. It lets the hip flexors get used to it and lengthens, and then you can just go lower. And then if the knee is the issue, if you have pain doing split squats, assistance is probably one of the best ways that you can do it because you take the load off, but you still work through the full range of motion, which maybe before wasn't as comfortable to do, you know? then you have your step-ups, you can reduce the height, right? So, you know, we try to increase the range of motion, but if the range of motion in the step-up is too painful, well, just slightly reduce it, you know, and then maybe you go down to two inches. I've had people do them off of the floor, you know? You could have a very slight knee bend, place the heel on the floor and press back up. Do that for enough time, then you can maybe go up to two inches in some months' time, you know? We're talking about, physiological adaptations and they do take some time and consistent stimulus so finding the ways that you can maybe blunt the amount of structural damage you supply to this exercise you're trying to master is going to help you in the long run to master it fully
0: that's right so if someone got on let's say a slant board yeah with a floss band exactly and stood between two chairs or in a squat rack or something you could take someone maybe who's been years or decades right with knee pain doing certain activities and quite literally in a session you could get them into those activities that doesn't mean that's the goal of it as fernando right. as fernando alluded to the goal is now to bring up your weak links to the point of matching your other areas right that's what we're trying to get to but you're, you're not going to get there by completely avoiding the issue right and the long-term degradation of avoiding it is much worse so oh, yeah if we break down the top uh research done like in academia, the top research done on full knee bend. Right. It concluded that provided technique is learned accurately. So what the heck is that <laughs> under expert supervision? Well, wait, what if the experts are saying don't full <laughs> knee bend? Right. What and that with progressive training load assisted to unassisted to right. loaded seems like such common sense. I was never taught assisted. I was taught just avoid it. Um, I'll, I'll read the rest of the quote, but provided that technique is learned accurately under expert supervision and with progressive training load, the deep squat presents an effective training exercise for prevention of lower body injuries and strengthening of the lower extremity. Right. Contrary to commonly voiced concern, deep squats do not present increased risk of injury to passive tissues. Um, yeah, I talked I talked about. I think that I one. said that right.
3: Yeah, I think that was right. And I, And I also, I was quoting a study um, in one of my other videos Mm -hmm. about connecting it to red meat or whatever. But basically, they did a meta study of, I think it was 168, don't quote me, but that's I think the number of uh, different studies and it found that more, the deeper the squat, the more range of motion, not only was it less degenerative of the joint, it actually showed regeneration.
0: Yep. So, it actually showed that inside the joint, there are actually anabolic properties the right. way that a muscle can grow. Okay. Not to the same size, right? <laughs> right. but it has those properties that you can actually, and, and so that's why Derek and I, we talk about reversing out knee pain, reversing aging, stuff like that. Yeah. There is some degree of truth to that. There is. And I think Derek is leading the way with that. Now we're going to round table it because now we're into the part where we cover all the accessory things, whether that's accessory exercises or Fernando helps people with diet uh, supplements, lifestyle, right? Let's make sure we're not missing any other things. And we can go over it individually as we go around that we consider our non-negotiables because everything we've covered directly for the knee, I feel very strongly about. We've used this to help thousands of people, but there are other things we also do for the knee. Yeah. So, so starting with Fernando, what are other things for you that help you and your clients with the knee? Okay. So the first thing that I use is
3: Omega threes, like I have a client who says, "Hey, I have bad knee pain. Can you help me?" Yep, great. I'm gonna find their level of strength, and right. pain-free ability, right? free. get them doing whatever exercise it may be. Mm-hmm. And the and the, when they go home, they're gonna go buy a good quality omega three. Why start is that? that. So omega three actually will block certain proteins and enzymes to keep it simple, basically from causing inflammation, reduces inflammation. So the whole key to what. Okay, so my philosophy on this is you increase blood flow and reduce inflammation, which of course are counters, right? right? So all of this stuff, so the voodoo band, why does that work so well? You're jamming in blood flow. Right. These. Why is walking- And
0: you're, you're actually blunting the inflammation so that the band is compressing to right. stimulate as if you didn't have the inflammation. Right. It's like pushing That's why it's, in and it's out. holding you together as if you didn't have that inflammation. Right, mm-hmm. and
3: blood has all the nutrients. Therefore, mm-hmm. more blood... Mm more recovery more building this applies to anything in the body. So while maximizing blood flow externally with, with, with workouts, we're also going to reduce inflammation internally. Okay. So, so, um, Omega threes, their vitamin D has actually been shown to be connected to joint pain. Hmm. And then this is a very obvious one, but 75% of Americans are dehydrated. So
0: the other twenty-five percent, we got to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> probably are slightly the other they They're
3: probably <laughs> lying, but the no. point is, is simple hydration. Okay, so electrolytes in water. Drink enough water. What does that mean? It's it's not an exact science, but basically, I would say for women, go for about three liters. For men, four liters. Okay, it's, it's simple. If you if you're hitting those targets, you're drinking enough electrolytes. You're taking your omega threes. Getting enough sun. And you're increasing your blood flow in the gym by whatever means mm-hmm. you're going to start to improve that, that and, joint pain
0: and probably those things are deviations so probably uh if someone is eating wild caught salmon right and someone is eating fast food right then the omega-3 difference is, is probably going to be that is there. massive
3: and, so yeah the diet so okay how do you get omega-3s so you can supplement it which for extreme cases is actually what i would recommend yeah but The other side of this is not only do you want to take omega-3s, let's avoid inflammatory foods. Yep. So without getting too deep into that, eat whole real foods, stay away from processed foods. That's the simplest way to address that.
0: I think of all of these as things of potential. Mm -hmm. So if I took only the slant board squat and I started that when I was young, I probably could have gone through a basketball career and just used that to maintain my knees, even if I was eating junk food, even if I never learned about an ATG split squat. But all these things are opportunities, mm-hmm. so I don't take any supplements other than I've started taking Fernando's electrolyte supplement, and uh, I know with his stuff it'll just keep it simple for me. But I've I've gone through my knee journey and I've seen that, you know, I don't have to take any supplements, and my knees will be great. But just because someone's hearing that doesn't mean that it couldn't be even better. Right. right. I'm doing my part in the system because I know if I'm getting if I'm minimizing how many advantages I'm getting. It's going to force me to be extra precise and if you see the atg focus on form it is like obsessive on form recovery spacing things out so shifting over to derek derek has probably eaten uh different diets than i have than fernando has um what are things in your lifestyle fill us in is there anything you think is is should be known about just uh someone who's trying to get out of knee pain right now
1: yeah um i would say man just like start with a why I feel like if you got a why like why you want to be out of knee pain and, and have a vision for yourself or what you would do when you're out of knee pain like you know what I'm saying I feel like everything starts with a vision like you know what I'm saying I feel like once you have a vision then if, and if you listen to us you probably already do got a vision and so starting to have a why and, and be inspira- inspired you know what I mean I feel like a lot of things start uh spark from that you know that's and, huge yeah um uh, and then what was your why um I, I just wanted to be uh healthy I just wanted to feel good you know what I mean? and, and I wanted to be an example for my kids you know I didn't have a lot of like role models growing up so my my why was like I want to be able to be a a positive force for my kids life you know what I'm saying so that's why we ended up in ATG that's why we we ended up in like a lot of positions to to challenge us and strengthen us and and build us in a certain way you know what I mean I feel like Having a foundation, and I think sometimes in this culture, people want it easy and cush and comfortable, and you just don't grow like that. You know what I'm saying? And so, I, I intentionally uh, yeah, put if you, my if put
0: you my, backwards put my, Derek, my, stans, put my in
1: challenge challenging situation. You know? Yeah. Uh, if I don't know. You backwards <laughs> slide against
0: Derek, You're gonna lose. I've seen him kick butt against pro athletes who have knee pain who think they're powerful but backwards he will beat them on the sled but it's also because it builds mental toughness so we should put a disclaimer we didn't say that mastering backward sled and atg split squat was easy and it's probably going to grow you in other ways in life just your body
1: that's true so i'm
0: really glad that derek brought that point up yeah as we round table this my next non-negotiable is nordics nordics for breakfast to be honest too i was
1: i was going to say like tibialis and Nordic is key
0: being strong from the ground up if we take a muscle we completely neglect it let's say that tibialis muscle the muscle on the front of the shin but we build everything else yeah well then when we go play sports and we go to slow down or change direction or jump or land well it just means that according to god's design of the body
1: yeah
0: well that muscle is now not able to handle its job as well so more pressure is going to come up to the knee the same with the nordic is we're talking about working the strength of the knee to flex behind the knee so, so I want that super strong. I want the tibial super strong. I want my knee super capable itself directly. So yeah. this is now uh, throwing throwing the, the calf muscles and mobility for these areas. And now we're throwing in tons of missing links in the traditional system that I was trained in. Yeah. No tibs. I didn't do any Nordics. That's, yeah.
3: that's that structural balance. That's where tightness is in the hip. Right. So it's, it's not only a weakness. It's, it's also imbalances of tightnesses, right? So yep. this is where the whole program, like you were saying, comes into play and you, you address it all.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna ask you, Ben, Like, when, when did you feel like it all clicked for you? Like, uh, like boom, I, I, this is why my knees have been hurting my whole life. Is it when you went to go see Poliquin? When you understood no, the full range of I mean, motion?
0: I mean, it was before I was, um, I got to the point where I was already two years out of high school, yeah. no college recruitment. I got to the point where I just wanted to be able to play basketball. You know, the pickup games. Yeah. I had to drop out of those. You probably saw me disappear from you the did. local pickup games. Yeah. And I I got to a point where I realized, man, if I could just go play pickup on the weekend, that would add so much happiness to my life. So that was my why. It's like I realized that if if basketball could just be a part of my life, yeah. you can even be a good player and the game can be miserable. How good you are doesn't necessarily determine how happy you are playing mm-hmm. basketball if you're in pain to do it. Mm-hmm. It's a right. really scary situation to be in, in life where what you're good at or you want to do is also comes with so much pain yeah so that was the point i got to and it was really just seeing some clues from poliquin online that i had this moment and then i tested it all week and i knew i really knew within one week this is it Mm. and it was this idea that no not no knees over toes Mm. and no full knee bend the better you are at those the less chance you have a problem so i was like oh my gosh Mm. i'm horrible at these things i've been restricted from these things only gotten worse gone into this spiral of surgeries and painkillers and so within one week, I knew. And now mm. since then, that was over 12 okay. years ago. And since then, I've just been trying to smooth this route for people.
3: Yeah, I remember you, you texted me. <laughs> we, we, we were like, hadn't been in touch. And then you were like, hey, I, you know, and you introduced me to Charles. Uh-huh. And then I was like, that's when I started. We both started diving in all whatever we could find online, which is a bit messy, by the way. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, I remember that very much. Mm-hmm. And, and then I tried the first split spot. I was like. Oh man, maybe I could full run faster. range of motion. That's where, like, that's where for me it clicked in on so I didn't have severe knee pain, but for me it was the other stuff, right? It was like, oh, I could I can run faster. I've been told my whole life it's genetic. Was slow. You, know, you either run fast right. or you yep. don't. Bullshit.
0: Sorry. Like uh, total, total BS. Total BS. But and... you were you were mid twenties. Stuck at a four point nine was the fastest because I, I was mean, clocking him.
3: I was five two and sometimes if I got a he was already in good shape. Me, was four nine. So he was already in
0: good shape. So so out of shape was probably five two. Yeah. In shape four nine. Yeah, best. Right. Best. And then and then I watched him go all the way to a CFL tryout at four four. Come wow. on, as yeah. he, as he's now in his thirties, like man. it it just shows you can you can control these things.
3: And and to tie in to like some the, degree, yeah, of course you have genetics, but yeah. whatever your genetics are, mm-hmm. you can get better. Yeah. yeah. Wherever it is, I got bad
0: knee genetics. Right, (laughs) look at you now. Yeah, Yeah. you're jumping off. I have
3: good knee genetics, but I had other. You have slow genetics. I have slow genetics. Imagine
0: someone running a four four at a professional football try and saying, "I have slow genetics." Right, Mm -hmm. you can always improve.
3: And for me on the knee thing, because this is what like we're talking about here, is so I didn't particularly have a why, like oh, I need to fix my knees. But seeing you fix your knees, seeing you fix it right, it was for me it became like a passion as while i tried to become a pro athlete yes but i started to see that i could help people improve mm. their knees and it's such a common problem my father who now is 70 years old and for the first time doing atg squats mm. he couldn't he has no meniscus he has completely restructured like this is back in the 70s oh, right? like yeah. the, the 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 surgeries were not the same so the fact that over time teaching him starting on a sled getting him to do some step-ups, things like this. And now he's going all the way down on the slant board. It's like, Unbelievable. it's amazing, right? His whole quality of life is so much better. So I feel like my job is to provide these tools. There's the basics and then there's tools. So for me, more even than let's say you, because you, you're you focusing on those basics and getting really down on the exercise. For me, I'm trying to find every tool I can. So the supplements, the voodoo bands, these are all things you don't need them, right? But they can help. And so if you have access to them, yep. I want to present that to you so you can use it.
0: Yeah. And that, and that becomes really, in my opinion, the best why is once you realize the ability to help other people because mm. yeah. that's, that passion doesn't run out. Mm. So if my why was only to be able to play basketball, and then if my why was to fulfill my dream of dunking a basketball or something like that, well, then what happens? Right. right. But when you're when your why is about helping other people, I was thinking about this yesterday morning and I woke up and I realized it's just that simple. Anything for your past, anything now, just, I think I texted Fernando. Yeah, you did. Just help. Mm -hmm. Just try to help. And you Mm -hmm. know what? I'm going to do that after this podcast. I'm going to do it tomorrow. It really stabilizes everything out. Find your why in what you can do to help other people. Mm -hmm. And it really makes things simple.
3: Even if it's your partner, your kids, Just, it doesn't have to be some global scale amount of help, but just... (laughs) help somebody. Ours was Start with yourself. People with their yeah. needs. <clears throat> Start yeah, with yourself. Well, all, we all started with ourselves. Exactly. And then yeah. you, the next person, then it's our yeah. buddies and friends. Right. And then we go, oh, now it's a community. Now it's yeah. online. Right. So.
1: Yeah, and it's super inspirational, man, for, for, for kids to hear your story and your journey to say, man, and your story to be like, you were slow. And then you had a why to excel or max out. And you had a, a goal to dunk a basketball. And so many people are sitting there like, with doubt in their mind, looking at you like, man, so like that, those why's are important, man. Cause a lot of people look at you as like superheroes now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you follow through on your vision. So yeah, man, kudos. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's okay. I'm going to keep trying to master knees the best I can. I want every person who listens to this podcast to feel more confident and be able to get results with the knees. But it's, it's not like, I think the knee itself is that important in life compared to other things. I'm just doing what I can in the area that, that I found that I could help people with. It's more about people realizing that they have big potential within themselves mm-hmm. to live mm-hmm. a good life. Yeah. It doesn't, I, I really assumed that because of my knees, that was it. Couldn't play basketball, depressed. I really thought I'd just be depressed. Mm. Like, So I think that's the bigger thing is, is for everyone to realize that good knees, bad knees, yeah. slow fat doesn't, you can, you can just make a great life and you can make a life built around helping other people in some way. Um, Marcel, are we missing anything here? I mean, by far, I would just say, you know, you,
2: you pointed out that it took you, you're now at 12 years of this training. Yep. You know, Derek's talking about have this vision, you know, of what you're trying to get to. One thing I want to make sure that people understand is that it may take time. Yeah. That's a good one. You know, if you're like, like, oh, how do
3: you squat? Right. I've been doing this for 20 years. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Or people will ask me and I've been doing pure ATG training since you figured it out for like five years now, you know? Yeah, yep. And the thing is, is that physiological adaptations in the body take time and they take consistent stimulus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fernando, if you got someone on a diet program, are they gonna get skinny tomorrow? No. Are they gonna, gonna get skinny in a month?
3: They'll start, but no.
2: Exactly. If, if you have, <clears throat> exactly, it takes time, absolutely. So the, con, like find the level that you can do these exercises and make these changes, right? Find the level that you can do those in and just keep at it. Just, just take it as a job. You clock in and you clock out, you clock in with your omega threes, you clock in with your step-ups, you clock in with your sleds and don't even think about it. It's like a tiny investment in your time that maybe, you know, who knows how fast, who knows how fast it'll happen. But if you keep at it, you know, it'll come sooner rather than later. And you need that consistent stimulus over a prolonged period of time.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad you brought up that point. So I'll just jump right to real specific. Like my current program on the app that anyone can see exactly what I'm doing. uh, It allows sled before sessions. Mm -hmm. I don't tend to do it because I know what an advantage that is (laughs) to sled before sessions. And I have one day that I work on that slant board trying to get stronger. And I have one day that I work on that ATG split squat, trying to master my mobility and strength combined. And for me, doing those things each once a week, if we're talking about loading and getting stronger and treating it like a workout, I feel like that's my sweet spot. So could it work every day? Maybe. We've seen some, and this is probably a good place to finish out on this, is just going over some of the things we've seen. We have seen that sled can be used more Mm -hmm we have seen that when you're in body weight or really light stages, there's not as much load and demand on the body. So I kind of allow people every other day, even like if you're trying to get out of the muck, maybe once a week might be a little too, you might feel too impatient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I also don't think with any of the loaded stuff we're talking about, I don't think we're talking about doing it every day. Any other tips here on just which exercises we've talked about and, and, What kind of moderation that we program
3: with? I mean, you you just, just, okay, for me, it's about just, it's a sweet balance of what are you able to do pain free Mm -hmm. and then continually testing yourself, right? Like it does take consistency, and it does take a mental decision. So like you have to have a, a goal to get better. You have to like. You need to uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? you like kind of surrender to the process. Right. Okay. Like stop being, okay, I got to do this one exercise in the knee pain. What you know, I get people that are very like anxious to get rid of the knee pain. Right. right. Look, you got there for some reason. Now it's a journey. Forget the end. It's that process that's going to really get you there. And so you always try to get to that next step. So backwards, pool walking, sled, Right. you know, banded, you can do banded <clears> versions <throat> of these. You can get to that step up split squats. ATG squats, hack squats, right? Yeah, there's so, so many ways to for, progress. For me, I kind of like to play with taking Charles and the most advanced movements for yep. the Olympic athletes. Oh, yeah. And how do I make that accessible to my my dad, who's seven years old, right? Not right. a me. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> that is my game and finding, and you just keep progressing over time. So that's, I mean, that's my only tip on that. Just keep trying that next one. If it's pain, good,
1: back up. Keep working, try it again. Yep. In yeah. a week or two. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'd like to say something, man. Like it's kind of funny that that we we all been immersed in this in the past five, 10 years, you know? And it's funny that this knowledge is still not disseminated worldwide yet. And so what would you say people need to be aware of when they kind of first start to learn about the ATG system and about knees over toes and about a lot of the stuff we're talking about building from the ground up? Because um, a lot of times this might be the first time somebody sees you or watch this podcast, you know, and, and are taken back. Like, I, I haven't heard that before. You know, what I mean, what, what are some? Because we, we really want to bring awareness. Because I think once you got awareness, that's the first step of growth. Period. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so, what, what would, um, what would you say would be uh, what people need to be aware of and, and understand when they first uh, understand, see knees over toes.
0: I would personally start by just saying to realize how actually knew this system of training is. So we're still working on things that just make this system accessible. Mm. Um all right, we talk about nordics, but you go to your local gym, they don't have a nordic bench. We yeah. talk about sled, you go to your local gym, there's not a sled, there's not a slam board, there's not floss band. No so
3: tibialis machine. I would right.
0: realize if you're listening to this, if you're even trying any of this stuff, you're actually still in the very very early stages of this. So, so. take your time, really master and learn what you're doing because You're at the forefront. This (laughs) this is the beginning. This is brand new in the scheme of things. Even though all the concepts are really just philosophical concepts that have existed for thousands of years, balancing the flows of forward and backward and partial range and full range and front and back of the body. There's actually nothing we've mentioned or that we do that deviates from the norm. We're actually just trying to restore the norm and identify where we have deviated. Like for us in basketball, pounding on our knees, in certain motions and jumps way beyond what would be natural in a lifestyle so now we do the opposite of that we go backward and we go a full range of motion we do the very opposites of basketball and guess what we do we restore pain-free basketball mm. just by balancing that up so i mean i guess that encompasses my most important knowledge for people is to realize that not only are we not trying to do something extreme we're actually just trying to balance out things that have gotten extreme even like with what fernando's mentioning with the diet and supplements he's working on He's just balancing out what's become actually an extreme deviation from right. natural. So so first off, think about it that way. It's not as extreme as it may sound. And also realize it's brand new. So take your time and really study these things out um, so that you're doing it the way that we're doing it.
3: I think the last thing I want to say, just last little tip on the diet side of things, is understand that when you are exercising and you're doing these these weighted, resisted kind of movements, you are causing what's called micro damage, which is what we want to build larger muscles. Right. What is required to build larger muscles and strength and all of the enzymes, proteins, and hormones required to build a body, protein, like eating protein, right? So again, I always preach this, but I just wanna, I thought it was a good time in this, but when you're building your body, rebuilding your body potentially here, right? You need to give it the building blocks it needs to do so so the training could be perfect if you don't need the right. protein you're not actually going to do anything so yeah that's a really good point so it's actually this is a pretty essential part is that you do need to get enough protein to optimize these external actions we're doing on the body
0: yeah and and to close out here that's for nano's first product it's electrolytes and it's essential amino acids. Yeah. So like, I don't like taking whey protein and stuff. Yeah, I don't even know. But I can take these essential amino acids and it's it's almost like you don't even have to digest it. I don't know how to explain it, but it just goes down so smooth. Um, So that is currently the only supplement I'm taking. And I don't like waking up and having breakfast. I like waking up and getting to work. Yeah. And I love food and I eat plenty later in the day. So that solves it for me. Boom, I'm hydrating. I got my electrolytes. I've got my essential amino acids. So that is something that I'm doing um, to take care of my body. Uh, Any last words, Marcel? I mean, I just
2: have to say that, you know, try to take in the information that we're providing here. You know, we've been in this now for a handful of years, and it's taken a lot of experiment, which is ultimately what's the individual going to have to do. They're going to have to subject themselves to a N of 1, an experiment of their own body, Try these things and see if it works. Ultimately, that's what we had to do. And we took responsibility for our own bodies and our own conditions in life, Mm. right? Whether it's tendonitis, whether it's knee surgeries, you know, whatever the condition may be. Mm -hmm. For me, it was tennis elbow. You know, I had tendonitis in my elbow. But you are presented this data. I would recommend taking it as regressed as possible you know take it at a point where you're not going to cause a lot of structural damage right off the gecko because a lot of people are very excited and just keep checking in I mean that's honestly yep. you know what I would recommend for the listener
0: yeah and, and through this journey that's what Marcel and I have done he's been my right hand man as our online troubleshooting guy so he and I have been taking up the toughest cases and flowing right from that is now we have hundreds of certified coaches around the world yeah so ATG online coaching.com is what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. And then ATG for coaches.com is where we're now certifying other coaches. And you know what? They're getting the same results. Yeah. But I can't, I can't lie to you and tell you that I think you're going to get the same results without having a coach through the process. And I I think any coach in just about any field is going to tell you, and that's why we, it's not some long-term commitment. There's no long-term commitment. It's not some high price because we don't think it's that hard of knowledge to acquire and use, but I would absolutely advise for someone wanting to do the methods to actually do a program with us online yeah. or as a coach to get certified online.
2: Yeah. The, the very unique thing about ATG for coaches, which I think is slightly different from other certification processes, is the fact that we make our coaches do these things. They have to live it. They have to do the exercises themselves. They have to handle whatever problems that they have yep. physically and get to a very baseline standard, mm-hmm. you know? So the reason why we, we would recommend an ATG coach is because this is an individual which we've trained to experience that and work through it so that when they work with someone else, which is, I mean, it's what you can do. It's what I can do. It's what Derek does. We have this knowledge and experience within ourselves and then we can effectively, guide someone through that process. Yep. So the ATG certified coach is not someone that just reads a book and passes a test yeah. that memorizes. No, yeah, they so actually have to, have to live shit. it. They have That's to certain. live it.
0: And you have to coach someone else. So like, exactly so Marcel is there coaching the form videos now, not just how we would coach the form videos of our online members, but with coaches coaching the coaches form and coaching the coaches' clients form. So exactly so to be certified, you actually have to get the result in yourself and clients. Exactly. And Derek, we mentioned floss band. Derek sells floss bands on Amazon. Uh, Boy, dollar for dollar. That's like one of the best things someone could buy. I also think it's essential for the ankle. That's another subject for another day. Yeah, But we have some miraculous ankle changes. Yeah, I used it for my elbow. Yep. Ankle sprains are still so common in basketball. And I think if you have a pair of floss bands, even just around and know how to use them, you probably won't sprain your ankle in the first place. So definitely check out. Derek's floss bands and other products. We put all these links in the descriptions here on whether it's Spotify or YouTube yeah. or wherever you're checking it out. So we put all these things. Um, you brought up some great points today. So any, any final words?
1: Um, yeah, maybe um, I just want to piggyback off what Marcel was saying, man, and what ATG is doing um, and, and what led me and all I can do. I like to speak from my personal experience, you know, I, like, I try not to like preach at people, you know, but personally, my quote that I tell me and my sons, and, and if I say, what's my quote one, you know what I mean? He's going to say, never listen to anyone in any field that is not experiencing the results you want to produce. Nice. And so that quote is in my head all day because there's so many um, thought leaders nowadays. There's Everybody's a, uh, a uh, I don't yeah. know, a leader that they own their own. Like it's, it's so many, it's so convoluted out here in this social media space. And so, listen to people that are experiencing the results you want to produce. And that's what led me to ATG because I saw you recover from those knee pains. You know, I saw you go from having a 19 inch vertical yeah. to dunking the basketball, you know? So, so I would say that, you know, um, these guys really are experiencing what they're saying. So, uh, and I just, I just, uh, just recommend to listen to people that are experiencing it, you know, because I, I, right. it's a lot of, and like I said before, this is new to the, the, to the market, you know. This is new to the market. And I have a lot of experience in just in training in general and seeing, being in professional sports. And I have so many, it's sad that so many of my, my friends that have so much potential have knee pain and back pain. And some of them are literally on the streets right now from listening to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Like literally yeah. on the streets from listening to the wrong people that has so much potential, you know. So uh, if, you're a, if you're a kid, if you're an athlete, um i just say take this uh, information seriously and uh, listen to people that are experiencing the results you want to produce but yeah but y'all appreciate and it and that's
0: why i listen to derek derek's 44 years old he's my longevity thought leader for me helps guide me it gives me a clear path because that ultimate joy for me is going to be playing basketball with my kid can get up yeah. there too and yeah. so derek's always one step ahead and when it comes to longevity, if you're in your 30s now, I'd be checking him out. And you know what? If you're in your 50s or your 60s now, you know maybe maybe Derek has some advice on on you know more things for you. But much more we can cover later. This was a great episode. I feel like we got all the knowledge we could to try to help you. I uh, really want to thank you for listening and all the kind comments we've received. And thanks to my awesome guests and Forrest and Drew making yes. such Shout a wonderful, out. such a gorgeous production. Thank you guys. Whoa.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for watching. See yeah.
0: ya.